Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Lauren Cox. You can follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports One. You can find my work at Pro Football Focus and USA Today's BearsWire.com. Believe it or not, it is Victory Monday, and so we will be recapping the Chicago Bears' Week 14 win over the Cincinnati Bengals on today's show. We'll break down how these young Chicago Bears players, especially the rookies, seem to kind of bring back that hope and that fire, at least for Chicago Bears fans, to try and feel like this team is still worth watching at the end of perhaps another lost season. We'll break down what went well for a lot of these young rookies. We'll hear from John Fox and his post-game press conference, and as well as what Mitchell Trubisky had to say about his growth throughout the year and how these younger players continue to find bigger roles within the offense. And we'll kind of wrap it up with a, a nice look at where this Bears team kind of stands moving forward and, and how this growth shown in this game can continue to apply towards the future. It sure is a little bit of a different feeling type of Monday when the Chicago Bears get win number four against the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, it's just, you know, things were so bleak, I thought, for so long here in Chicago. You know, going on five losses in a row, most recently last week to the one-win San Francisco 49ers, who, yeah, they got another win this week, but still certainly a, a disappointing and perhaps embarrassing defeat there. Two weeks ago against Philadelphia, you know, it kind of felt like the team had given up. This looked like a team where... John Fox is clearly on the way out. The offense isn't using their young players to their advantage. The defense that had been so strong earlier in the season started to kind of fall apart, and it was just a team that was spiraling and losing and losing and losing. And we were just kind of getting stuck with these same old story, same old Bears, making the same mistakes. You know, what? what is it? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting there to be different results. Well, that was certainly not the case in this Week 14 game. The Bears didn't do the same thing over and over again, and we'll get more specific into that later in the show. But really, I think the what happened to just be the, the answer for the woeful Chicago Bears was perhaps a an even more bleak, Cincinnati Bengals team you know it seemed like Chicago found new life on the road in this game and you know we talked with James Rapine from Locked On Bengals on Friday to preview the show and he had talked about how this Bengals team was really on their own downward spiral despite sitting at five and seven heading into this game you know they had just lost an emotional game to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football they had been dealing with a lot of their own injuries as well, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and things were starting to feel like Marvin Lewis, their head coach, was potentially on the hot seat, could be fired or at least retired or, or asked to step down. Some kind of coaching change could be in the near future in Cincinnati, and so he predicted a Chicago Bears victory, maybe not quite as much of a blowout as this. He had said 20-17, to 17, but man, the Chicago Bears got hot. They, they lit some fire here, and, and they got an offense rolling. Their defense played well, and it finishes with a 33-7 victory in Week 14. And, and you know, it, it, it took 14 weeks for the Chicago Bears to really put together their most consistent all-around performance. But, hey, I suppose you got to take it. You know, there haven't been a lot of exciting Bears games this year. There haven't been a lot of games 
that you actually want to still watch in the fourth quarter. And maybe maybe this one wasn't even that exciting in the fourth quarter because the Bears were winning, but it, was, it wasn't exciting in the fourth quarter for the right reasons. Perhaps for the first time this year, the, the biggest Bears win, their first game over 30 points in a long time. Jordan Howard win over 1,000 yards on the season in this game. Kendall Wright had a hundred yard or over a hundred yards receiving in this game, the first one hundred yard receiving game for a Bears wide receiver since December of last year. I believe Cameron Meredith had a, a couple late in in last season. So clearly, a lot of things going well for the Chicago Bears, and there were certainly plenty of things going poorly for the Cincinnati Bengals right along with that. And that was sort of the big difference in this game to me. Came down to the quarterbacks. You know, the Bears have a young rookie quarterback continuing to get better every single week, continuing to show growth, and continuing to add new wrinkles along with the rest of his offense. And and around him, plenty of other young talent getting involved. That's going to be the focus of today's podcast, if you can't tell already, and we'll get into more of them in particular. But you compare that with the other side of the football, that's the Cincinnati Bengals. They have Andy Dalton right now, and... Andy Dalton wasn't really making a positive difference for the Bengals in this game. He missed quite a few throws. You know, certainly the Bears' defense made it difficult on him. You know, Kyle Fuller had a couple big pass breakups. We'll talk about Eddie Jackson's performance in a little bit, talking about these young Bears players. But, you know, even a Bears' banged-up defense seemed to pretty well hold their own against a, a Bengals offense that continues to kind of underachieve this year. And Dalton ended up you know, sitting out the end of the game when A.J. McCarron came in during a blowout and, you know, it wasn't a terrible performance. You know, Dalton's not a guy that's going to turn the ball over 25 times or anything in a season, but, you know, 48% completion percentage, one touchdown, one interceptions, just under five yards per pass attempt. Not a, a brand of winning football for any team. And like I said, the Bears defense made it difficult for him, but he missed some open throws as well. And it really just made things that much easier for Mitchell Trubisky and the offense. You know, the Bengals are a team that you see offensively and with the quarterback they're still just kind of stuck in the mud although really as impressive as the Bears looked in this game they are still kind of stuck in the mud a little bit just overall as a team you know when you when you're four and nine the season is pretty much already over and there's certainly it was certainly fun to watch this young team come together but kind of under this coaching staff the Bears are a little bit stuck in the mud here until things kind of get improved on that end but this game still offered a lot of hope and still kind of reminded us of what looks to be a bright future in Chicago, even if that future does not include John Fox. After the game, Fox met with the media and it was interesting to me the way he he really stuck to his young players and he he just kept gushing about Mitchell Trubisky and, and how things kind of all clicked and how validating and rewarding a game like this can be for these young players and how important it was for them. And it was just, it sounded like a different tone from John Fox. And maybe it's just because we haven't heard John Fox talk a lot after wins in the last couple years. And so it doesn't sound like the usual, we just lost John Fox, but it's interesting how he, he tried to, or at least it seemed like he was very much attaching himself and getting excited about his rookie quarterback as though maybe he, he's trying to stick around with him for the long term here. So take a listen to what John Fox had to say after the Bears win, talking a lot about Trubisky and these younger Bears. Well, I think we've got a very young football team, in particular on offense. And I think uh, 
Um, you know, I think it starts at quarterback. You know, I've, I've watched him grow every week. Uh, you know, guys like Tariq Cohen, uh, Adam Shaheen. Um, you know, they just keep getting better, and that's what you'd expect. And I think, uh, you know, today we came out and executed well as a football team, all three phases, and, uh, um, you know, we got to reap the benefits. Well, I think, uh, again, that's that's part of, you know, anything, you know, like as far as what's been frustrating, I know for me and the coaches is, um, you know, a lot of us have had our day in the sun, but to see young guys come in and work hard and not reap those benefits. You know, I thought Mitch Trubisky played very well last week, you know, but, um, you know, when you don't experience um, the end result, and that's a W, that, that it's hard to put much into that. But I've seen him grow every week. He's been out there since all the way back to Minnesota. Um, you know, it's just kind of nice to see some of those young guys experience uh, the benefits of all that hard work. Well, like anything, I mean, he puts a lot into it. You know, I think uh, uh, he invests a lot of time. I have great respect for what these guys do and how hard they work. Uh, and Mitch is no different. You know, I think he's, you know, he, he doesn't have a day off. He's there seven days a week. And, uh, you know, Coach Ragone and Coach Loggins, he's with, you know, 24-7. Um, and you see that growth. You know, it's just a lot of it's situational. Uh, I think he had one little boo-hoo today on the screen. He just want to hit his feet. You can't throw it downfield. Uh, but that he won't make that mistake again. And that's, I think, important about great players that I've been around is they don't make the same mistakes. And uh, Mitch is in that group. Maybe it's just me. You know, maybe maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it, but I don't quite feel like I've heard John Fox talk about Mitchell Trubisky and some of the young Bears quite like he did just there. You know, I may, like may, I feel like I detected, and maybe this is just me, but detected a little bit of, not defensiveness, but sort of this like, hey, see guys, I am a good coach. Like, see, we are a young team and we are getting better and see, we can be good and, and like all this like, told you so like we are you know well guys are finally playing well and, and executing and their hard work is paying off like see well maybe I should be the coach here moving forward you know just maybe that's just uh my perspective reading too much into it but there just felt like a a slightly different tone from John Fox not the same type of defensive but more like a uh, a putting himself out there and you know connecting himself and this coaching staff to the success of his team and I, I don't have a problem with anything that he said I'm not necessarily criticizing in that sense I'm just pointing out that things just seem a little bit different here from John Fox after a win there, there's some perhaps some good and some bad there but I don't I don't have a problem with anything that he said I just think it's interesting and something to keep an eye on that maybe just maybe to me it sounded a little bit different but I mean I guess there's good reason for it to sound different I mean the Bears looked different on the field I mean we saw a confident Mitchell Trubisky go out there and put up some impressive numbers looking at a 78.1 completion percentage for 271 yards and a touchdown he also added another touchdown on the ground with his legs on a nice little read option play and the big number perhaps zero interceptions giving him a 112.4 pass rating just a very confident impressive performance made some nice throws and it felt like 
McDowell Loggins was maybe opening up the offense for him just a little bit more. And we'll touch on that a little bit later because I think it's important to get to some of the other young players that put together some impressive performances. Just sticking with the draft picks, Adam Shaheen had what I think some Bears fans on Twitter might be considering the greatest four-catch, 44-yard performance of all time. He had a touchdown in there too, but there was a little bit of hype about Adam Shaheen's performance today. It was, it was good. It was a big step forward for him, but you know I'm not I'm not ready to call him a, a dynamic playmaker just yet in this offense. But he made some nice plays down the field. I think his of his four catches, uh, one the first one was 18 yards, 16 yards, nine yards, and then his fourth being the one yard touchdown catch. It was it was good to see him more involved in the passing game. Seemed to be getting more snaps in this game than usual, but I think you even want to see even more. I mean, you still want to see him play as many, if not more, snaps than a Deion Sims, but again, steps in the right direction for the rookie tight end. That's always encouraging, not trying to to put anything against Shaheen's performance. It was impressive. It was nice, but, you know, grand scheme of things, four catches, 44 yards. Progress but you can always want a little bit more and you always want to see him get more opportunities because I think when he plays this well, get him more opportunities, get him the ball in his hands, keep that confidence going and you can see those numbers get up and start to really look like a legitimate NFL tight end weapon threat down the field. You name it, Adam Shaheen is starting to show some more of that concrete growth that we're starting to see reflected a little bit in the scoreboard and on the stat sheet. It was also good to see Tariq Cohen showing up in the stat sheet a, a little bit differently than he has in weeks past. You know, he's he's been a very consistent receiving threat for this team for the whole season, you know, putting him at wide receiver, throwing it to him out of the backfield, but he got the running game going once again in this game. 12 carries for 80 yards, giving him a very solid 6.7 yards per carry, and he almost had a, a nice little chunk more and a touchdown, but he had another one of those plays where he goes up the left sideline, foot just barely steps out of bounds as he cuts back inside and, and finds his way to the end zone, and his touchdown celebration was short-lived. The ball was brought back to where he stepped out of bounds, and, and the very next play, Jordan Howard takes the handoff, goes untouched, I think 21 yards to the end zone, and it was giving me a little bit of flashbacks to overtime versus the Steelers. Remember when Jordan, Tariq Cohen took out that big run and stepped out of bounds on the right sideline and then took an extra like 35 yards into the end zone for a huge play to, that would have potentially won the game, and then it gets called back, and couple plays later, Jordan Howard gets the handoff, and, and he takes it back for uh, the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Kind of felt like the same type of situation here. I don't know what it is about AFC North defenses, but when Tariq Cohen steps out of bounds, you just got to give it to Jordan Howard, I guess, because that is an easy recipe for success. They got to try that in a couple weeks when they play the Cleveland Browns. You know, just have uh, Tariq Cohen step out of bounds after a nice little gain, and then just you're pretty much guaranteed a touchdown when you give it to Jordan Howard after that. So, I mean, two for two, it's a winning formula. Stepping out of bounds, let's let's see it happen. Let's see it added to the playbook. But in all seriousness, you know, Cohen was a guy who had struggled because of some offensive line issues, you know, not necessarily helping his case. According to Pro Football Focus's numbers, something like a third of his handoffs up to this point this year have had first contact made by a defender in the backfield. And I know that's among the most among running backs. It's not like top five, but I think it was either top 10 or top 15 among running backs with the highest percentage of their running plays 
having first contact made by a defender in the backfield. And that certainly didn't look like the case in this game, again, just on the first watch through. But we were seeing a guy, you know, a young rookie running back here looking more decisive. And I think it was key for him that he continually tried to get upfield. We saw less of that dancing in the backfields. You know, sometimes he can bring that first contact in the backfield on himself if he's not getting upfield early and, and often enough. But we saw more of that in this game, but but also not overrunning his blockers too much. And that was good to see more growth in the ground game in an area where he needed it. Again, another young player on this team taking those steps forward. And real quick, last but not least, is, is Eddie Jackson. You know, I think the offense is, is very aptly the talk and the story of this Bears win, but Eddie Jackson had another interception off a tipped pass and forced a fumble later in the game as well. Just they need, you know, the Bears need playmakers at the safety position, and really all of these young players continued to make plays. Mitchell Trubisky, he talked about it after the game when he spoke with the media. He, you know, he's he, it's never just one guy making these plays is one of the things Trubisky emphasized you know Kendall Wright had like 10 catches for 107 yards or whatever in this game and even even then you know it takes a team effort it's the offensive line giving Trubisky time to throw it's the receivers getting open it's the other receivers running their routes properly to take coverage away from other receivers it's uh it's good to see this offense playing like a full unit but it also took some growth from this young quarterback we'll talk about that after we hear Mitchell Trubisky's thoughts from the Bears win just all 10 guys doing doing their job, uh, all 11 guys, myself included. So uh, we just went out there, executed today, and we, we just had fun doing it. So we just trusted the plan, went out there, let it loose. Uh, we're, we're balanced with the attack, run game, and the passing. And Kendall did a great job getting open. So he just keeps telling me to stick with him on, on some of those option routes that he has. Um, and, and I did, and I just trusted it. And he went up and made great catches today. So uh, that's what we expect out of Kendall, just to continue to get open for us and make great catches. And the O-line did a great job up front all day. Uh, I mean, the, the receivers are going to get open eventually uh, if the O-line gives me time back there. And, and that's why I was able to find them today, because uh, they did such a great job. I, I had a lot of time back there in the pocket, and that allowed the receivers to, to um, really operate in their routes and get open. I don't, I don't know about the validation part because I feel like that's kind of on the outside, but I, I really just feel confident about I'm getting better each week. And it's yes, it's from the play, but I, I get feedback from my teammates and from them just, just looking at me and, and they, I can tell that they're confident in me and I just feel like my play is getting a little bit better each week and I know how to prepare. And I just need to go out there and execute and, and, and just do exactly what I'm coached. So I feel like I'm getting better each week and, and for us to come out with a win, that's the most important thing for me, to, for the team to get a win. It wasn't as though the Bears offense looked drastically different in terms of what they were doing, but it did seem like how they were doing it was different. You know, it just looked like, it felt like a different offense in the sense that the play calling seemed more, or I guess less predictable, more mixed up, and, and you know, obviously Trubisky was, was really slinging it, and again, this is all coming off of just the, the first live watching of the game. For tomorrow's Tuesday podcast, as always, I'll be reviewing the All-22 film from the game and and bringing perhaps some more in-depth thoughts on exactly what went well and how things were different. But it just felt maybe like John Fox took the leash off a little bit and maybe Dowell Loggins was able to have a little bit more freedom in terms of how to run things. You know, they as effective as the running game was, 
the Bears seem to be willing, more so in this game than in other games, to, to get the passing game going first and get Trubisky working in a rhythm, you know, mix in some of those quicker plays with, with maybe some longer throws and then kind of work the running game off of that to then get the passing game going. And I think we've talked about it before on Locked On Bears that, you know, when you get into situations like the Bears had been earlier this season when they were so predictable as a run offense, sometimes you have to pass to set up the run. And then once the pass is set up the run, those runs in turn set up more passing and you have a defense still trying to figure out what you're doing to them, struggling to find ways to stop both the running and the passing game. And I think that was largely what we saw the Bears throw at the Bengals and a banged up Bengals defense didn't have many answers. You know, maybe a little bit of this was Dowell Loggins putting some audition tape out there for maybe his next coaching job if he feels like you know, John Fox's staff is gone and he's going to be gone with them. And, you know, maybe he, his creativity and his mixed up play calling this one could entice other teams potentially eyeing a, a new offensive coordinator or maybe even a, a college team looking for a head coach. You never know. But it was it was nice to see a, a different, better offensive game plan from Dowell Loggins. And certainly Mitchell Trubisky was better, too, and and, and better in some key ways. Again, using Pro Football Focus's numbers, when Mitchell Trubisky was under pressure, he was 6 of 8 for 74 yards, and one of those two incompletions was a dropped pass. So he was only inaccurate on one of his eight dropbacks while under pressure, and that was the first game this season where his completion percentage under pressure was over 60%. So we saw him be confident and not let the pass rush get to him and, and, and really continue to throw the ball downfield in all situations, you know. I felt like this was sort of what the textbook Bears offense should look like, you know, or at least close to textbook, given what the personnel are. You know, they need Mitchell Trubisky to take care of the ball, and they need the running game to be physical and to dominate. You know, they didn't need 350 yards and four touchdowns from Mitchell Trubisky. You know, they got their, their more than six yards per carry from their running backs, plus smart downfield passing from Trubisky. And I think the biggest key for both of those was just a strong and, and consistent offensive line, one of the more consistent offensive line performances I felt like we've seen for much of this year. And to me, that goes a lot more again on the opponent, the quality of opponent they faced. I just think this Bengals defense was you know, beaten up, defeated, banged up, and just out physicaled. You know, I think the Bears set the tone early and, and had their way with the Bengals front and you know you know, don't that, that's not to take any credit away from this Bears offensive line. I thought Cody Whitehair, again, just on first watch, I thought he played pretty consistently and you know, Tom Compton wasn't great. But, uh, you know, again, when you have a, ba a banged-up Bengals defense, that limitation of the Bears offense was definitely minimized. You know, I thought Leno did a pretty good job. That right side of the offensive line, uh, maybe a few too many times where they were beat in, in both running and passing game, but that left side through to Cody Whitehair looked solid to me, and I'm looking forward to looking at them more on the All-22 to give a, a better idea of exactly how this offensive line played. But again, Mitchell Trubisky had time to throw. 
the running game had big holes to run through, and when the running game was going, it helped Mitchell Trubisky get more time to throw, and, and some quick passes mixed in there helped keep the, the pass rush off of him a little bit, and I don't know. It just felt like the Bears were less predictable from a personnel and a, like a formational standpoint. You know, it just seemed like more play action when there was a fullback on the field, more of these empty sets where you're spreading the Bengals out. We saw a lot of those in this game, and uh, it's just these little wrinkles that we haven't seen from Dowell Lockins for the first 14 weeks of the season and I get that some of that is needing your rookie quarterback to be more prepared to handle those type of situations and needing your younger skill position players to be more comfortable in their roles but some things definitely should have been in the play earlier in the season it's disappointing that it takes this long to figure it out and it's a little bit of an indictment when it takes this long to figure it out to say hey how did you not figure this out earlier but again not going to dwell on the negatives here. That's that's kind of been the story of the Bears season. This was a victory, and those are rare to come by, and it's, it's just a little bit of a different feeling type of Monday. Again, tomorrow we will be bringing you the All-22 review of the Bears film, try and get a better idea for exactly what went so well for this offense, and I won't skimp on the defense either. Try and look at how much of this was Andy Dalton, kind of making things easy for the Bears defense, how much was maybe a little bit of a stronger pass rush or just guys in the secondary like Fuller making some big plays. We'll try and figure out that mix. And usually the All-22 film does not lie. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss that one tomorrow or any of our daily Chicago Bears podcasts. You can keep up with the podcast with our Locked On Bears Twitter account, at Locked On Bears. Again, you can follow me on Twitter, at Cox Sports One. It's C O X Sports One, like Fox Sports One, but with a C. And you can find all of our podcasts at lockdownbears.com. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, pretty much all of your podcast listening apps. But once again, it's Victory Monday. It's only the fourth one of the season. We've had so few of these to talk through, and it's an easier podcast, a more fun podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and I hope Victory Monday just gives you a better reason to bear down.